Welcome to the Axeport Podcast, your go-to post-movie podcast. It's a podcast about movies. My name is Peyton. We got Connor over here. Hey, how you doing? And we got Joe in the corner. What's up? Welcome to the second episode of Season 2. This is the Summer of Star Wars. We're going through and hitting every single Star Wars movie from the start to the end. Uh, we're going just straight through. And um, we're hoping it's going to be a good time. This week, we're talking about the first one, Star Wars, Star Wars A New Hope, the OG. Ooh, what a, what a great movie, you know? Not a lot of movies you can look back and say, look what they have done. This, this is one where you look back and you just, and you see this entire universe that it's created, and, and this entire just fan base. That's just great, sometimes and, and not great. Some other times, but that's not that's not what we're talking about today. We talk about <laughs> episode four, A New Hope, the first one to bring it all together. When it was uh, released, it was just called Star Wars. It was, it was, but uh, you know, you talked about this. I, th- I think you talked about this last week. Uh, you said when it was released, it was called Star Wars, but we can't get the re- the one it was released in anymore. Mm-hmm. So we got to call this one A New Hope. Because this one yeah. was released as a new hope. Yeah, so. this we, we don't it's hard to find the original version of this movie anywhere. You've got to like rip it from sketchy online sites to find the original version of this movie. Or own it on VHS. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really sad. But what we have isn't isn't dramatic dramatically different. Like it isn't drastically like far apart from what the original was. Uh, but there, it still definitely shows uh, where the changes were made, and they're not always for the better. Um, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but I think we should just kind of get into it. Uh, spoilers for Star Wars this whole summer. Let's just get it right out of the way right now. Spoilers for every Star Wars movie. Um, and, and, and all the Star Wars is fair game, even in this episode where we're talking about the first one. So, the movie starts... With the iconic opening crawl, uh, it was the first, the very first one, and it starts with that that theme song, like the iconic John Williams. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it, it draws you in every single time I hear it, dude. It's just, I'm in, I'm in. Like, here we go, we're going, we're watching Star Wars. You know, you don't know how bad I want to have seen this movie in theaters. In 1977. Like, do you know how cool that would be to see it, like, for the first time there in theaters and just the first time you've ever heard that music, the first time you've ever seen the yellow letters scrolling up the screen? I feel like that would just be so cool. It'd be a, it'd be I, I an would... interesting experience because part of, like, the joy of watching it and, like, hearing that music now and seeing those images is like all the times that we've seen it before is like what mm-hmm. makes it impactful. But like having it for the first time, it'd be interesting to see like what that would feel like. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember I, I how would... cool it was just to see the force awakens, like see that in theaters and that, and when the opening crawl hits, like you're like, Oh man, this is for real. Yeah. 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 Uh, you said you would go to new hope. Now I, I go empire. You know what I'm saying? You already got that hype. Already got the hype. It would have been so much better. Oh, I, I would just, I would just stick like, around in 1977 for a few years and then watch Empire. 
Okay, okay. Yeah. Then I, I, then I respect. Hey, I respect. I'll, I'll be there with you. But so I mean, so for me, so for me when out, I was oh go ahead sorry I when was I was when I put this movie on to watch it <laughs> for this episode, I like turned all the lights off in my living room, had it up on the big screen TV, turned on like the sound bar that we got and like the subwoofer, mm-hmm. like you gotta turn it up, like it's the only way to watch it. It's so good and and it like I don't know it's it's good that that opening crawl it it does a lot like it sets up this whole universe that no one knows anything about. It sets up the story. It gives you just enough information so that way you're not totally lost when this movie starts. You know, it tells you who your main good guys are, who your main bad guys are, what's happening, where it takes place. And it does it like super effectively, which if it didn't have the crawl, like that was why they included it. Because the story, they were afraid that it'd be too confusing for people to be just thrown into. They wouldn't understand it. So they have to throw this little bit of exposition at the beginning to catch everyone up. And it does that super effectively. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, I, I don't think if you watch the opening crawl and then hop into it, there's no way you could be lost. Like, unless you just didn't read it. Um, and have seen it for the first time, mm-hmm. but like jumping in, you, you know, you know exactly somewhat what's going on. Not exactly, but somewhat. Um, and, and then you could piece the piece, the clues together during the opening scene and it's uh the opening scene is amazing like the first scene they pan down from space and they're having this uh this chase this chase in space ah dude and uh who i'm just thinking about rogue one right now and the ending to rogue one Uh, that's that's like the main thing i could think of is like you have that in the beginning of this movie you have that one siren that's just like the entire that's playing for like the entire like last five minutes of Rogue One and like that's all I mm-hmm. can think about. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But we're gonna get there eventually. many weeks from now. <laughs> oh, eventually, and it's gonna be great. Uh. So it so it starts in that the ending scene of Rogue One is the start of this movie. You've got uh, Darth Vader and his his troopers invading the ship, looking for the plans to the Death Star, uh, which we don't know that's what they are yet. You know, it's just they're looking for something that Princess Leia hides. And in this a first tra- scene, a, a transmission. Yeah. And, and in this got. first scene, like there's a lot of a lot happening. And I, I just got to say one thing I noticed that stood out to me a lot watching this was like the actors that play these soldiers on both sides, the stormtroopers and the rebel soldiers, like they die in the most dramatic way possible. Like, they yeah. get shot, and they flail their arms in the air, and they scream, and then they fall, and then they die. And it's just, it's so dramatic and over the top, <laughs> and I kind of love it. Like, it's definitely not realistic, but Wait it's it's 70s. How do you know that? I, I'm How do you just, know that? Have you, shot shot a, a, have, you, have you been shot by a blaster? I have not, but I so probably... So you don't know what it does. I probably Boom. wouldn't be that dramatic Got i feel like it's instant death you know no no <laughs> what if it makes you do that though i don't think it does but <laughs> fair enough <laughs> bro yeah, connor, exactly. connor don't worry i'm on your side thank you thank peyton you. doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> uh, but anyway so so leia she throws the transmission into r2d2 r2d2 and c3po hop in the escape pod and they launch and the the uh Imperial people, they see the escape pod. They don't see life forms, so they don't shoot it. 
If they would have just shot that escape pod, we would not have any Star Wars movies. That those it, guys it are the true heroes of Star Wars. I'm just saying. And it, and it really doesn't make sense to me. Like, even if there's no life force on it, like, do you know how easy it is to just chuck a disc into an escape pod and hit go and well, just and like hopefully something? This gets is it? a universe where droids are everywhere. Like exactly. droids are their are basically people, you know, like they're kind of their own sect of the population so much so that the cantina, it doesn't even allow them in there. It has a rule for some mm -hmm. reason. It's kind of, it's like racist against droids. Like they are kind of their own race. They're their own portion of the population. Like in a world where that exists, why would you not blow up even if there's no life forms on, you know? Yeah. It's kind of stupid, but we, we can but thank, hey. we can thank that guy for giving us star Wars, you know? Yes. Yes. And then it, it lands. It, it, that, that escape pod lands on Tatooine, you know? Uh, then you got C-3PO, R2-D2 coming out. Such iconic characters, you know? I mean, if you uh, think about it, like, they could be, like, in my mind and the way I watch these movies is that R2-D2 and C-3PO are the main characters. They are the one carrying force but from one to nine. In yeah. every single movie, they are, and like they f they follow in everything. They are also the biggest plot hole generators in all of these movies because they are in every one. If R two D two and C three P O were not in the prequels, I wouldn't be mad because I think they generate more plot holes in the prequels than anything else. Because in this movie, Obi Wan doesn't remember R two D two. C-3PO doesn't know Obi-Wan. Like, Ooh, wait, wait, wait. We're good with that. C-3PO had his mind wiped uh, at the end of 3. At the end of, at the end of episode 3, they say, have this protocol, protocol droid's mind wiped. Memory erased. Okay, well, I, so I haven't good. seen that movie in a long time. Okay, but so, still. Yeah, R2. I was about to say, I was like, they, I was like, there's no way that if, especially since 3 was made before, after 4, because yay chronological timelines and release dates being confusing i was like there's no way they would just gloss over that and not well, how do does something like how that does obi-wan not remember r2d2 because he's old and senile yeah but he's not that old he's 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 not so old that like he's able to articulate thoughts and talk about the past he's able to talk about anakin and like talk about all these things that happened before and then you don't remember this droid that was by your side for all of that so he never owned r2 no, Ever. but he but R two was with them. He's throughout but the prequels he, with, with Anakin. He he specifically said, "I never owned a droid." Now I don't remember this droid. I never owned a droid. So like, he mm. wasn't lying. I just think that's a. I don't know. I feel like you don't need them in the prequels. I I don't think we need backstories for them in the prequels. Because also I like, mean, wouldn't R two D two recognize luke skywalker's last name you know Oh, for sure like he'd be like oh yeah my my last my last best friend his last name was skywalker you know and there, there's none of that i don't know i feel like they just generate more questions than they need to but that's only when we're given the context of the other movies without the prequels none of those questions come up at least in this one you know but that was just stuff that i was thinking about during this whole thing but also, Luke is kind of not the best protagonist in this movie. Oh my lord! I don't love Luke in this movie. I have that in my in my notes. Is is I have two things. First off, I have 
something about so it's 19 years after uh revenge of the sith and obi-wan looks really old and so does uh uncle owen and and aunt whatever her name is that i just forgot at the moment i had it aunt, aunt Beru. yeah they look old uh and i was i've always wondered what was going on there and they got two sons like that's the that's the thing they got two sons that's it that's that's the reason why they look so old they got two sons that's that's my uh that's my two cents on it and the second thing is yo i really don't like luke in the first half of this movie like there's so many lines that just convey him as a whiny and just annoying and i i really don't like him now is one of those whiny lines my favorite line in the entire movie yes but do i still not like it as a character for luke yeah what line is that are you gonna tell us you're just gonna Uh, leave us hanging (laughs) i'm gonna tell you when it comes up it comes up later in the movie, and I'll tell you when it comes up. Okay, well, we're we're speeding through it, so we'll get to it soon. Yes, we will. I think yeah. Luke is kind of, I don't know, in this movie, he he does, he's very whiny. That's in my notes. He, he isn't someone that I really want to root for. I feel like there's not really, the only characters in this movie that I really want to root for are... C-3PO, R2-D2, and Han. Like, those are the three people that I was kind of rooting for watching this. Luke is like, I know he's supposed to be my main character, but I don't, he's kind of whiny. And Leia is like super entitled sometimes and just kind of like, I don't know, really kind of sticking her nose up and I didn't love it. But I really like when we're introduced to Han. Like, Han in this movie, I think he's so good. He's, I think he's by far the best character in this whole movie. Ooh. I think he shines so much in this movie. Like, he he just... I, I think Han is, like, the best character in this movie. I think Luke is the best character in Empire. But in this movie, Han is such a great character. Yeah. No. For sure. Ooh. Dang. I think, like, like... I think that's something you can attribute to... Luke is known as a Jedi, and here he's not that yet, and he's still, like, developing into that. And this is a very early part part of his arc, but if like Han is known as like the smuggler and stuff like that, but he's like grown and he's done that for his entire life so far. Mm-hmm. So like he knows who he is and he's like an already fleshed out character. Yeah, he's he's and, already like, got he, the swag. Yeah, yeah. He really he is super cool. Like I think he's just such a well written character, and he's super cool. Like the one, just some of his lines are great, but I think. My favorite line, and you you wouldn't say a line even though it comes up later. I'll say a line by Han that comes up later. When they're invading, when they're inside the Death Star and they're going to get Leia, he's over the he's talking on the radio to someone oh, yeah. and, and he's like, How are you? and he asks him how they're doing. He goes, How are you? Like that was first of all, that wasn't in the script. That was just Han improvising or or um Harrison, Harrison improvising. <laughs> but but like that's just like such a Han Solo thing to say and it was just I I cracked up I thought that was super funny like I think he's just a really great character in this movie I mean yeah he, he's a great character in most of the movies he's in uh, so so when I think we we can kind of backtrack back to where we were like when Luke and Obi-Wan get introduced that's kind of where we start to get the first real exposition i think in this movie is kind of like where we really start to figure out what's happening what's going on in this world uh jedi 
the the phrase of Jedi is introduced for the first time, and the mm-hmm. Force is explained, and now it starts getting into like you're starting to be introduced to like Star Wars as we know it. The lightsaber is introduced, Ooh. and like at that point, it's like okay, now it's getting cool, and they're really starting to pick up some of the the weirder stuff. And you're like, oh, it's not just in space. It's like this is like completely science fiction, you know? Yeah. Uh, dude, going back to going back and watching this movie for the first time when it released, like seeing a lightsaber for the first time. Imagine that. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's insane, dude. Ooh. Uh, and then, and you're getting all this exposition uh, and, and us watching it again and again, we know Obi-Wan is lying about, I mean, lying, but like a certain point of view, but no, he's lying to Luke about what's going down uh, and who Darth Vader is. Um, it's it's a, it's a very cool scene. It gets a lot of exposition out. Um, you get to see three PO who's powered down, so you don't he doesn't chime in all the time because I, I guarantee you, if he heard those stories, he'd be like, oh, I was a part of the Clone Wars and something like that. Not in the first movie, but it's fine. Uh, I'm thinking in the timeline since, you know. Do you think George Lucas, during that time of exposition, like when he's talking about saying that Darth Vader killed Luke's father, do you think in his mind Darth Vader was always Luke's father? Or do you think he decided to do that later? Because I'm kind of wondering if, like, if that was always his goal or if he ended up doing that, adding it later. Because no one knew that. And in the original Empire script, he had, um, like, Obi-Wan kills your father to throw everyone who had the script off. And only Luke and James Earl Jones and a couple people knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father. And so I wonder, like, when this first movie was made, was Darth Vader always Luke's father? Because Leia was definitely not always Luke's sister. That was added later. Because 100% in this movie... When Luke go when when Luke says that the projection of her is cute, like, and and when there's the kiss later and all that stuff, like one hundred percent, they weren't twins when this movie was written. You know, he didn't think that far ahead. So I wonder, did he think far enough ahead thinking about Darth Vader being Luke's father? Was that something he always thought about, or did he add that later? I mean, maybe. Like it's it's a possibility. You know, I, I I couldn't see it being anywhere else. Well, I, what do you what do you feel about it, Joe? I like to feel I like to think that George Lucas had like everything planned out, but he like, definitely the, didn't. <laughs> it's what I want to think. Okay, is that <laughs> this is just like his master vision, like one through one through six especially, and then like the continuation is was of course not thought of in 77 i wouldn't think but i'd like to think that he had like the bases of like what like the backstory of all these characters were and like the family lineages and stuff like that going into like these characters he was going to develop in his what he thought was just going to be his like singular movie and that once that if this movie like had success and like got off the ground, if he was going to make more of them that he like had like ideas in his mind at wh- while he was making this of where he wanted to go with these characters. Yeah. I, so I, I think know. there, I think I there's a possibility that, that I just think he it's kind of tough to believe that. 
I think mm-hmm. it's also because, like, if Luke is Darth Vader's kid, why hide Luke with his aunt and uncle? Why hide Luke on his father's home planet? Like, that seems like the worst place to hide him. So when this movie was made... I, I don't think he was hiding, they, they were hiding him from Darth Vader, you know? I don't think him being there was because he was hidden. I think him being there was because he was an orphan, you know? I think his original vision for Luke is, Luke is an orphan, his dad was a Jedi, he wants to become like his father. And then he throws in the twist, he's like, oh no, your father's alive, this is him. But I don't think that was his original vision, you know? Because otherwise, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to put him with his aunt and uncle on his dad's home planet. The only way that makes sense is if he's if he's an orphan, you know. I mean, there's there's a lot of theories behind why they did that. Um, there's another theory about why Obi Wan looks so old was that he was shielding Luke from the Force, so Vader couldn't sense him. Uh, there was a theory about why they went to Tatooine is because. There's no way Vader's going to go there. That's a place where his mother died. Like, where all these things happened to him. Like, there's just no... He wouldn't go back to the, that place. Uh, or the more but, likely thing is that they they added all the stuff later, and they just had to make it work. They, ha- they have to end yeah. three, leading up to four. It doesn't matter if it doesn't all line up. They're just like, oh, we're just telling this story. Yeah, Send him to was, Tatooine, because that's where he started. I was going to go with that. <laughs> Start start going on that, but I mean, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of. It doesn't that, ruin the movie though. Like it doesn't change it doesn't. anything. It really it's doesn't. just stuff I thought about while we were watching it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and we're talking about one side of the story. We have like a B plot going on with uh with Vader and Leia. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and they're they're on the Death Star, and then they're gonna they're gonna show the power, the power of the Death Star. Uh, it's it's full power, which that's one problem I can talk about later in Rogue One is the fact that they're like we're gonna test out the power of the Death Star when they kind of already did, but it's fine. Like it doesn't really matter. Um, but dude, the entire like Death Star sequence and when Alderaan eventually gets obliterated, like I would have never seen that coming. The first time I watched it, like, of mm-hmm. course, watching it over and over again, I know what's going on. But like the first time I watched it, having the planet just explode, that would have been insane to watch. Yeah. Well, and the explosion we have isn't the original explosion. That was one of the things that George Lucas changed. Not only did he add crappy CGI, he made the explosions better. That was one of the few changes. He actually made the explosions look like explosions. Because in the original movie, they were just like... They were, you know, they were, but they weren't that great. And so he like came yeah. in and added like the rings around and made it look more realistic and stuff. So that was one good thing he did when he came back in. Yeah. But all right. So we need to kind of be flying through this plot here. So where do we yeah. want to go next? I guess you got to say Obi-Wan and Luke go find a ship so that way they can go off and find the rebel base to deliver the, the death star plans or whatever. Here we go real quick. I'm going to run this down real quick. This, the, the cantina scene Bet okay. here we go. So they go find Han and Chewie, Chewie, love him. I'm giving you, you 45 Chewie. seconds. All right, bet. Go. I got it. All right. <laughs> they, they negotiate, they negotiate terms. 
Luke goes and sells a speeder. Han and Greedo make up, and they're like, hey, I got y'all with his money. Just give me to the end. Uh, like, I just need a couple days. I don't have it now. Boom, Han shoots first. That's that's it. Han shoots first. Uh, and then they go. We see Luke sell a speeder, get the money. They're going. We see this ominous figure who's like a rat or something like that. I forgot what his name is. And then we get this stupid, unnecessary thing that they added back in that was a deleted scene from the original. And that was the Job of the Hut scene mm-hmm. where he's on the Millennium, like where they're right next to the Millennium Falcon. And Jabba's like, yada, yada, yada. I want my money. Fun fact Jabba used to just be a human, um, it was just a big human guy and not, and not what he is. So when Han walks around him, he just walked around a regular guy. And when they added it back and Jabba actually had a character, they had to add Han stepping on Jabba's tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. And then we can see Boba Fett. Yes, sir. Because the only good, the only good part of that entire scene is seeing Boba Fett and it, and it creates the Boba Fett theory about uh, some other things, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> and then here we go. Luke walks in to see the Millennium Falcon. Favorite line in the movie by Luke. What a piece of junk. In 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 the most the whiniest whiny, voice ever, annoying way possible. What a piece of junk! And it it comes out of nowhere, and it's so funny, and that's why I love it so much. Like it's 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 so so bad of a line, but it's just great. Like that's that's why it's my favorite. I think so, this is yeah. This is for sure the movie that gives me the appreciation that I have for Solo. I just want to touch on it super, super quick. Is that this part right here and just like seeing the ship for the first time. It has like the weird like cut out in the nose and stuff like that. And it's just like how did Lucas like come up with this design? Like how did this get into his head? And then this being as iconic as it is. And then... You have like the little thing where he's like, oh, it did the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. It's just like, what the heck does that even mean? And just like little things like Han's bragging about and then seeing all of that play out in a movie when it's like just become such just a known part of Star Wars like lore is that Han has done all these amazing things with the ship is why that movie is so great for me. Mm -hmm. Just had to say that real quick. Because this is, like, the part yeah. where we were, like, talking about the ship as, like, its own yeah, thing. Yeah. Because, like, the ship is, like, a character in this franchise. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, it is 100% It's one of the biggest character. set, it's the biggest set yeah. piece in this whole thing. Like, not the biggest in scale, but as in, like, in importance to the franchise, the Millennium Falcon is super important. Because that's where so many iconic scenes are set in the second, you know, the the original trilogy, and then the sequel trilogy, and then Solo. So, like the majority of these movies have the Millennium Falcon in them, you know? Just like you were saying, R2-D2 and C-3PO are, like, crucial parts of the Star Wars story, so is the Millennium Falcon. But Mm -hmm. they get on board the Millennium Falcon, and they go zoom off, and they run into the Death Star and get pulled in, you know? And then they go off on an adventure in there, and they end up finding out Leia is on board so now they got to go save her uh so they do that you know naturally they go they go save leia uh they get into a trash compactor and the the trash compactor great i i love that the whole trash compactor scene i think is just like such a great scene i don't know i just think every every part of that scene was 
perfectly like great acting it was like it actually has like suspense going into it like it's like a high action scene a really small set and like it's where you really start to see these characters like really coming to life and where you're getting a lot of character depth and they're they're starting to build like you really are starting to see how Chewbacca and Han and Leia and Luke all kind of interact together. It's all know? the character dynamics, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This you, is also got, it's so good. The best scene in the Family Guy Star Wars special. Holy crap, it's so funny. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never that... seen that. <laughs> so so I'm... tell me, tell me what's up. <laughs> so like all the Family Guys on Hulu, I'm pretty sure. You got to it's like and then there's like a subsection of Hulu where you can just watch the three Star Wars episodes where they do parodies of four, mm-hmm. five, and six. And they're all really, really great. But in the episode four one, which is the first one they did, they find this old couch in the trash compactor. So when they get out, um, Luke and Han, who are Peter and Chris, are carrying this couch for the rest of their escape. <laughs> and they have to like try to like fit it in the Millennium Falcon, but it won't go through the door. So as they take off, Peter is just like holding the couch on like the ramp, and it's the funniest thing. <laughs> so that does not happen in this movie. Yes, no. They, <laughs> they get out of the trash compactor. Oh, but it'd be so good if it did. <laughs> and they, and they, and but it's so great because he's just like, I'm taking this couch. <laughs> I mean, hey, you see a nice couch, you got to take it sometimes. I, I feel that. That's one of the ways I'm going to enjoy Star Wars is that as we go through 4, 5 and 6 this original trilogy, I'm going to watch the I'm going to watch the f- actual movie then I'm going to watch the Family Guy. I might have to join that. I might have to join you. It, it's a good it's I a probably good idea. Won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. because so, you, so they it's get out of the you trash hate compactor. fun, Peyton. Yes, I do. I hate fun. So they get out of the trash compactor <laughs> and then they go running back to Millennium Falcon and then this is the wait, first wait, wait, time wait. we see a lightsaber fight. I'm trying to get to the can lightsaber we, fight. What else do you we, want to do? Can we can we go back up real quick? Can we get Han running around the corridor and seeing And, and running into bay, all the <laughs> and the Bay of Stormtroopers. And then like, just turning around and running away. <laughs> yeah. Like he shoots he one, one, runs away. He shoots one and runs away. Like great moment. It's so and goofy. It's so goofy. But it's so funny and yeah. And then we get the lightsaber fight, maybe, oh, probably, like, one of, it's an emotional lightsaber fight, if you've already seen all the movies, because it's, like, the first time they're coming back together, and, you know, Obi-Wan is really, really old, and, and Darth Vader's had a lot of practice killing Jedi, um, like, a lot of practice so <laughs> all ages jedi of all ages he does not he i was about to say care. that it's it's the old ones that get him he can now he can really never kill the old ones master uh, skywalker there's too many too many of them <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they go and they do this little like and it's just like this circle and they just take the lightsaber and they're just they're just going in circles they go in circles. They're old. They're just... It's not a great fight, but they're old. <laughs> One of them is old. Anakin is half machine, so it doesn't really matter. Well, no, but I mean, he's still pretty old. Like, when his mask is revealed later, he's an older fella, you know? Like, you could That's... you could make the same thing saying that, like, he has aged more since he's having to be in this suit and all that other stuff. He's... Yeah, yeah. 
he is not the same Darth Vader that we see in other, um, like in other mediums. Clone Wars, Re- Rebels, uh, well, The Force Awakens. Well, like the I'm saying, like Darth Vader. So if you guys ever played, have you guys played Jedi Fallen Order, the, yes, the video just, game that came out? So just like said Fallen Order. Okay, I I thought I thought you said Force Awakens. Anyways, so like there. <laughs> You know, like he's like very powerful, you know, he's he's powerful in all these other areas that they show him in like comic books and stuff, which I haven't read. But like the whole thing is that, you know, he's the most powerful force user ever. He's really not that in this movie. So I think you could say time has taken a toll on him, you know, a little bit. I mean, but you also kind of have to think too. the timeline of this movie is what a couple days from when the transmissions first get on to lay a ship until this fight. Yes. What are we saying? A couple days, a week, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's so, a couple days. Yeah. So we have that scene at the end of rogue one, they go straight into this movie and uh, Darth I Vader was going super Saiyan. There's a, di- there's a difference. There's a difference between uh rebel, just rebel. Little That's red true. Shirts, and Obi-Wan like, yeah. But anyways. Okay. So, Regardless, this is the first lightsaber fight. They didn't really know what they were doing, so I think we can give them a pass on it not being the best fight. For but sure. one and thing here has... that made me like, I think that this scene makes me appreciate the Last Jedi a lot, and I'm going to tell you why. Obi Wan disappearing was him giving himself up to the Force in the same way that Luke does later, and that was a connection that I had never made. But when someone's struck down with a lightsaber, they don't disappear. That That's not a normal thing to happen, you know? When you're struck down with a lightsaber, it's like you're hit with a laser sword. He disappears completely. And Luke does that later in The Last Jedi. So this is Obi-Wan sacrificing himself for Luke and Leia and Haunt and all of them to get out for the greater good of everyone else. He goes and fights Darth Vader to distract him, Right. He's going yes. over there to take his attention. He fights him, holds him off as long as he can, and then gives himself up to the Force so that he can aid Luke that way. Well, like, I mean, he he also says, strike me down and I will become more powerful than you can like imagine, basically. Yeah. Which is, like, he's becoming powerful in the fact that he is going to help guide Luke, who is going to, you know, fix everything. Mm-hmm. But so that scene made me really appreciate like, cause everyone was like, Oh, so stupid. He just disappeared. Like what? The first star Wars had that in it. Like you can't complain about that. I can complain all I want about the rise of Skywalker having force healing. Cause that's stupid. That's nowhere else in any star Wars, but the last Jedi, that is something that was precedented. At least we saw that in the first star Wars, you know? So that made me have a better appreciation for like that whole storyline of Luke giving himself up, you know, and sacrificing. He was doing the same thing that Obi-Wan did for him all those years ago. Yeah. And then you can even bring it back. We can talk about that when we talk about Phantom Menace, but like Qui-Gon didn't disappear, but he, he did the same thing. Um, but you know, they distract him. He turns off the tracker beams, goes, distracts him. Uh, and then they escape and and get to Yavin Yavin four Yavin five one of those two 
I'm they sorry. They go to a I moon. <laughs> it's it's Yavin four or five. I don't I don't remember at this time. Wikipedia says four. Four. Yes, sir. Got it right the first time. <laughs> I had no confirmation from y'all, Proud so of I you. thought I was wrong. I didn't. I thought know. I was wrong. <laughs> don't want to ask me. <laughs> um, and so they get there and they have this plan where they're gonna where they're gonna go and uh, they're gonna do a little trench run. And, you know, you got the classic, the biggest plot hole ever. Why is there a why is there a uh, exhaust pipe straight to the core? And you know. We get that in Rogue One. There's a good reason why Rogue One was good mm-hmm. about that movie. And they're going, and they're getting they're getting bodied by this Death Star, dude. Like this Death Star is maxed out with all types all types of weapons. Yep. And uh, and you know, and then they're going through the trench one, and a bunch of people are dying. Han has left at this point. I forgot to mention that. Yes, I yeah. He, Han he left. He got his, his money, money and he left. He got his money and left. And then, and then we get Luke going. Luke going in for the trench run. He turns off his turns off his tracker, puts it away, and he's using the Force. That's when Darth Vader comes up. He's like, "Nah, this ain't happening." He does, however, say that Darth Vader says that this guy is powerful in the Force. Uh, and then Han shows up back out of nowhere. Bow, bow, and he goes, "All clear. Take the shot, kid." Shot goes in without even a. I don't even a try, bro. Just straight, nothing but net, all the way down, and they're off. <laughs> Absolute bucket by by Luke. The whole Absolute bucket. The whole trench run <laughs> scene is so good. Like it's so good. The way that they filmed these scenes is crazy. Like we can't really devote a lot of time to that, but it was all with miniatures. Like they made these sets, but smaller, and ran cameras through them, and like everything was practical, and then composited together. It's really crazy how they filmed it. It looks so good. It stands the test of time. Like, even today, it looks good. You can tell this movie was made in the 70s, but it still looks good. I think it ain't no, it ain't no this, problem. It ain't no problem. This looks better than some of the stuff we see in the prequels. Because there's oh, yeah. times in the prequels where they go crazy with the CGI and it doesn't even look real. This is practical. Like, it looks amazing. That whole scene is really well done. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed, and uh, I have a big plot hole. You know, I talked about how an exhaust pipe goes down, bro. Exhaust is meant to shoot out, like the stuff out of the Death Star, not not suck it in. So I don't really know how that worked with the torpedo going against the exhaust, but it is what it is. Maybe the torpedo yeah, I don't. Was just faster. I that was one thing I don't understand how his. His old thingies that he shot straight, how they went down, I I don't know. He used the force. He used the force. Come on now. That's that's the cop out that they always use, but it's yes. It's okay. Come on. <laughs> it's just the force, uh, bro. It's the force, you know. Just the force. Just the force. Uh, and so then, then they go back to the base. Everyone celebrating right oh, here. Wait. I don't fun know. Fun fact. Had... Oh, okay. Wait. Are, I, I are feel we like going you're same... gonna. I think you were gonna we say same... the same thing as me. Same fun fact. You go first. I... So did you notice that when? Luke gets out and Leia runs yes. up to him. He calls her yes. Carrie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's that fun fact. I heard that. I was like, yeah, yeah. He just said Carrie <laughs> straight up. He it. called her by her real name, not calling her by her character name. How did I miss that? <laughs> Do you not know that? He goes, Carrie. <laughs> I want to say it's very fast. Yeah. And, and you're more excited that the Death Star is blown up. So you can't really and, like, 
And you're telling me that with all the crap that they added in this movie, they didn't go over and like redub that with something? <laughs> well, yeah. Nah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's they, they really kept that in there. It's like it's like the stormtrooper that bonks their head. They, you keep that in. You keep that kind of stuff in. <laughs> but they added a sound effect for that. Yes. <laughs> they, they embraced that. <laughs> yeah, um, they, they did. And then Leia calls Han Han. I don't know if you noticed that either. She says Han right there. She hey, she doesn't on. like she doesn't say it the right way or something because they're all like saying stuff really loud and they're all yelling and you can't really hear it but yeah so Luke hey, calls but that's Leia okay. and hey, Leia but that's fine. Han. the hand Han's thing's fine, fine because they kind of like retcon that in Solo where like that's like what Lando calls him because he doesn't respect him or whatever so like they kind of try to make that a thing but it is what it is and in Episode Five he calls him Han it, it's all good yeah like, doesn't make sense but it's all good it's, it's all, all fine and then. And then uh, we get the metal scene. No yeah, metal the for biggest, Chewie. No metal for The Chewie. biggest BS moment in cinematic history. For sure. Or or a medal for C-3PO or R2-D2, who were just as crucial to all of that hey, they're as droids. anyone else. They don't get medals. Yeah, they're but don't get medals. it's racism against anyone that's not human. It's stupid. Nothing for Wookiees, nothing for droids. Hey, Chewie finally got one. He did. He, he did. That was kind was of well fan service in there, but... <laughs> yeah, that's hey. just because Star <laughs> Wars fans right. complained for 40 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, that, that's all that the Rise... That's all Rise of Skywalker is, is fixing with Star Wars fans' complaints. Like, that's the whole movie. It's like, you guys complained about this? Oh, well, here, never mind. That didn't happen. Complain about this? Oh, here. Like, it, it's That's what I hate Should about that movie. Anyways. So that's the whole movie. I feel like we just kind of we kind of hit we we, we kind of talked about it. I don't know. I think we the big question the big question with this before we end is like, how does it hold up? Because because last week we ranked all the Star Wars movies and we're gonna rank them again at the end. But having watched it recently and not putting it in the context of any other movies, just after watching this movie, do you think it is still where you put it before? Or if yes. you're going off of, if your list is just one movie, you don't have any other movies to rank right now. Because every week we can think about this. Is this movie an S tier movie if it's not in the context of any other Star Wars movie? Just on its own. You just saw it. Ooh. Not in the context of other Star Wars movies is hard. Yeah, because, because I mean, it's the I, only one we've seen right now. We're saying this is the only one I, we've seen. Because then am I putting it in the context context of every other movie that's not Star Wars? I don't know. Well, because, I mean, you've also got... I think part of it... I guess that is an unfair question because then you're putting it in, in context with, like, modern movies. Yeah, because, like, this movie's hard to think about. It's like, how would I rank this movie if I get rid of knowledge of every other movie I've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to do. I think without the other Star Wars movie movies this movie is still really solid like if this is the only star wars movie we ever got i don't know if i would call it an s tier movie it would be an a or b tier movie in the context of the other star wars movies it's an s tier star wars movie yeah i think this movie you can you have to give it the credit that it deserves because this movie was so good and so successful it was it had the success because it was good and that's what made all the other star wars movies happen was because this one was a hit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I I would personally probably keep it in A tier. Um, in context of Star Wars movies, you know, I, I I do respect what it did, but do I think it's like the best of the best Star Wars movies? No, I don't. But I mean, I also for you, Peyton, I also like Revenge of the Sith. So like, my opinion on that really doesn't matter. <laughs> but. We'll see when we get to that week. I'm hoping I like that movie more. I've been told by a lot of people it's good. I don't believe them, based on what I remember. But we'll see. <laughs> We've still got a few uh, weeks for that. So. We do have still a few weeks for that. But I'm super excited. I'm su- I'm honestly super excited about the prequels, which is a statement I never thought I would ever say in my life. I'm not. Uh, especially, like... <laughs> I'm excited for I mean, the sequels I th- and anthologies. I mean, I think about it, and, like, we're not excited for the prequels, but, like, we weren't excited for two of the three Thor movies either, and, like, I don't know. We were kind of surprised a little bit, so you never know. That's true. We were. That's true. You never know. know. You know? Uh, But, hey. So, So then one more question, I guess, is, so this movie, it was the first one, and I don't think people... We're calling for a sequel after it, but it wasn't immediately clear that there was going to be any more Star Wars movies. I think this movie was made to be a standalone movie. That's why they have the medals at the end. It was made that if it was on its own, it would be fine. You know, you don't have to have more, but he wanted to make more. Would this movie still be like as iconic? Maybe not as iconic, but would this movie still be as good if it was the only one we have? You know, would we be talking about it in the same way? I don't think we'd be talking about it in the same way because there wouldn't be as many. But, like, would this movie still be as good if we don't have Empire or Return of the Jedi or prequels or sequels or anything like that? Because if you're thinking in the original context, it was just the one movie, right? So And it I lit up the world. I don't think it would be as big as it is today without the sequels and the prequels and the anthologies and everything that went went with it. Um, will it be as good? Like, it'd be something, hopefully, that I, I'd sit down, I'd watch it. Like, that's a really good movie. Like, I like that movie. Um, yeah, but, like, as big as it is today, being owned by Disney, like, mm-hmm. having um, Hollywood Studios completely, Star Wars. That's what I was thinking of. I was like, it would still be, like, a classic 70s movies that like my dad would still show me and be like this is one of the biggest movies of my childhood but it wouldn't have mm-hmm. an entire land at disney in yeah. orlando and california sure. dedicated to it if it wasn't an 11 movie f- giant yeah. franchise it's oh yeah like i one know of the it, highest it growing wouldn't be... film franchises of all time yeah it wouldn't be as big like physically and culturally and like what we see everywhere in merchandise and how how prevalent it is in society i think that's obvious but like my question is more like would this be a movie that people would still watch and show their yes. kids and see and yes. stuff and like it would be a movie and it wouldn't like fall down the streaming movie list like it wouldn't be a deep dive would this still be something that would pop up relatively high in sci-fi movies you know when you're looking through netflix or whatever I think so. I think it would. I think so. I think I think it's I think it even without any other Star Wars movies, it still holds up really well and that is why I have it in S tier. Cuz it was the first one and I think that it holds up well on its own. So, I was kind of asking all that and saying all that to 
to make my case why I think it should be an S tier movie. It's got it, enough. An S tier Star Wars it has movie. it has enough development in it to stand on itself by itself, yep. but it definitely does get improved by having more attached to it. I think one hundred percent it's improved with all the other context around it. Yes. A lot like uh, another Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. It is improved with the context around it, namely the movie after it. So, anyways, uh, is that all? I think that, is that that all we got this week? You guys got anything else you want to say to the people at home? I do really want to say something real quick. All right, what do you Uh, want to talk about? We're going to throw it back a little bit into the movie. Um, I have this in my notes. So, the lightsaber fight. Yeah, I knew that's where you were going. You knew I was going with this. (laughs) (laughs) You knew I was going with this. Uh, There's a fan-made video. It's called uh, Scene 38 Rewritten, uh, and, and it's amazing. It, it's or reimagined, it's isn't it? Yeah, I think it's reimagined, maybe. I don't know. I'll look it up. Uh, not right now. I'll look it up after this, and uh, I won't tell you. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, called, it's Scene 38 Reimagined, and it is, it is really, it's really amazing. Like, he did almost everything. You know, they, they worked on everything, all the, all, all the, uh, what's it called? graphics in it every everything that happened the stunts it's it's just really good and it, it's a revamped lightsaber fight in in a style that would have the, what we saw kind of closer to the end of three of them being mm-hmm. like super good lightsaber fighters and a little bit more in uh rebels with obi-wan still being a decent lightsaber fighter like somebody who who can duel darth maul with a double-sided blade, and and win in like three shots. Spoiler alert for that. Um. So like, it's just it's it's really good, and I I would I would advise you to go check it out. Yeah, it is a really cool scene, and it's really an interesting thing to think about. Like, if this movie was made today, it would be crazy, you know. Like, oh yes. Imagine imagine this movie if it was. This might get some hate if it was made by Disney. You know, like if it was all still the same script and stuff, but like if it was made with the modern technology that we have making these Star Wars, because regardless of whether or not you like the Disney Star Wars movies, you can't deny the fact that they look amazing. Like they look good. They sound good. They're great. They're the production value is there because there's a lot of money invested in them. Like if that kind of stuff was put into making this trilogy over again, which I don't want it to be remade, you know, I wouldn't want that. But If it if was, Disney, if Disney does be that, amazing. people would lose their mind. <laughs> oh, 100%. They can't do that. But if it was, it'd be pretty freaking cool. Like, it that'd be, be so cool. <laughs> some of some of the things, we would get, like, some true, like, Darth Vader stuff. That's oh, yeah. It would be it would be insane. But it would be, it's okay, you know? But it's okay. It's okay. We've got what we got. We do. Yeah. But uh, that that's I it. I think for that's me. all we got this week. Yeah, Joe, do you have anything? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, we ended off a lot of season one by asking this question. I'll ask it again. You know, to to end to end it off to cap it off. You know, who's your favorite character in this movie? Han, easy. I got an easy. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have one. to sec. I'm gonna have to second that. So. All right. Thank well, you. who are you gonna I, say? I, I, I was gonna say, say Boba Fett. What are you I gonna say? You're gonna say something. I'm not gonna say Boba Fett. I'm not gonna say Boba Fett. The dude that gets I, his I, arm chopped off in the Katina. 
What are you going to say? You're going to say something weird, aren't you? I was going to say Han. <laughs> I literally already okay, said good. I was going to say Han. Oh, well, well, because you you sounded like you were rethinking it. So well, I mean, right, cool. I was a little bit. It was it, For me, it's always a toss-up between Han and Chewie. I love Chewie. Great side character. But in this movie, Han is the much better character. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, you know, I I so big thing, I don't approve of the Boba Fett scene in there. Uh, like, yes, I get to see Boba Fett, but like I don't want it in there. I just want it out of there. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I, I don't see Boba Fett in this movie. Big big thing for me. Um that scene is really, really bad looking at it. Like Jabba looks terrible. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that the CGI that's added in later is so bad. Like the lizards at the beginning of the movie and Jabba. Oh, it looks like it's it looks like the animators from Shark Tale did it and threw it into a live action movie. Like it looks so bad. Okay, it looks bad. Don't look that bad. <laughs> it does. It looks like it's I was going to say it looks like PlayStation 2 graphics, but I was like, "Oh, I already used that for Shark Tale." <laughs> but that's uh, what it looks like. It's so bad. And he thought it was a good idea because he was like, yeah, this is the future, you know? This, yeah. Hey. All right. It is the future, but our, he wasn't there yet. Now that we've hit uh, our apparently obligatory Shark Tale reference in every single episode of this podcast, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you sign us out, Joe? Huh? Well, end, end it, boy. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, we're going to be back next week covering empire strikes back it's gonna be a gonna be a good episode you're gonna want to tune in make sure to follow us on instagram for updates of our release schedule throughout the summer and that's a wrap wash your hands